From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 563. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace and Uni Pizza Ovens. The Pen Addict is a weekly show about pens, paper, and the analog tools we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Was this the early morning intro? Like this, this was a special. The, it was some OG stuff. Uh-huh. Um, we used to record later, uh, but uh, now we're in. We have an early morning event because all of our schedules are screwy this week. Yeah. So, yeah, um, thank weird you for scheduling this week, which you're going to find out about why in just a minute. But yeah, we used to record the show. All of my shows were recorded like post five p.m. You know, your time. Yeah, yeah. because I was working, mm-hmm. but now I don't mm-hmm. do that. Yep, same. Yep, so we have uh, quite the week here uh, and there. Um, mine kicked off with jury duty, Mike. Mm-hmm. Not just regular jury duty, grand jury duty. So we well, only the best for you, Brad. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, I, I'm going to ask to uh, get you to re-record that intro and uh, step it up a little bit for my grand <laughs> jury entrance. <laughs> I guess so. I guess this, this wasn't grand podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I actually actually had a job in the grand jury, so we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But the question to myself, like like literally like, nah, no one really else cares, Brad, except they probably do. What stationery did Brad bring to his grand jury duty? Mm-hmm. So here in the U.S., when you have grand jury duty, it's usually a multi-day event where you just sit and hear lawyers and investigators discuss cases that are hopefully getting ready to go to trial. So you just have to listen to all the pending ledger of the com- upcoming cases in the next 90 days and say, yes, that should go to trial. That That's it. So you're sitting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very boring. <laughs> it's quite exhausting <laughs> to, to, to just like, you just kind of glaze over with all the lawyerese. Um, so I knew at some point before I even went in there, I've never done this before that I'm going to want to take notes just in case like you need to, the jurors get to ask questions and, you know, try to figure out, you know, make sure we're doing the right things. And so I knew I would have like some opportunity for note taking. So the pen I chose, um, there, there were several considerations on what I wanted to bring Mike. I didn't want to bring a capped pen, right? Um, you wanted kind of quick deployment. So I knew retractable was going to be it or like bolt action. So, like the spoke pen was what I wanted to bring, but I'd be, you know, taking it in and out of the magnet cap all day and just making a racket probably in a quiet courtroom. Click, yep. click, 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 click. So, and plus I didn't want to be tempted. I would totally be tempted to do that. Um, I thought bolt action would be fine, but then I, in the end, I thought I just kind of wanted a ballpoint pen um, just for, you know, writing on crappy paper, which I assumed uh, correctly was going to be the only thing available in the courtroom. And I chose my Karen Dash 849 Orange Pen Addict Edition. So it has a blue Karen Dash Goliath ballpoint ink refill, which turned out to be important. I needed blue ink because I ended up with a job, Mike. So uh, there were... Y'all, y'all didn't know what y'all signed up for uh, today <laughs> listening to me talk about jury duty. I'm, I'm fascinated, personally. <laughs> so there were 21 jurors in the room and there are two jobs that were required out of that 21. We had to have a volunteers for two jobs. One was the jury foreman, which kind of just, you know, was responsible for getting everyone to vote. We have to vote on each case, basically whether it goes through or not. And then they have to have a, um, a clerk to the foreman to like track the votes and like sign off on everything. You got to have two signatures on each case file that we had to have. 
So um, I was not really interested in being the foreman. So someone took the foreman job and they said, said, how about, how about a clerk? And uh, no one said anything. And someone said, does anyone have good handwriting? I'm like, damn it. <laughs> is anyone can anyone like write well i was like okay i'll be the clerk so i was uh i guess i was built for the clerking job I, like, why would you damn it this is like this is the perfect I, I, thing for you right 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 like i didn't hesitate too bad i was like oh i guess i'm gonna volunteer right so what unbeknownst to me um the foreman and the clerk are now residing up in the judge's box <laughs> for the entirety of the jury uh, of the grand jury. So we're actually sitting up in like where like the judge would be um, in front of all of our peers and behind the lawyers and investigators. Like we're on, <laughs> we're on some high ground up there. I was like, Oh, I didn't know I was going to be on display this whole time, but um, it was fine. So basically I had to, keep count of the number of cases we heard because that in the end that has to match like how many cases were presented in front of us because they later, this is all has, this is all just like official type of stuff, right? Every case had its own uh, document packet where the foreman had to sign off on the vote. And then I had to sign off validating the results and I had to put the date and the month and the year and my signature as the clerk that I validated all the stuff every time. So 61 times, Mike, we heard 61 cases over two days. I am done as of yesterday afternoon. Thankfully, I do not have to go back today. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a long experience. It was, it was very interesting. We had one just completely wild case, which like I would be allowed to talk about. I don't know if we want to bore the listeners with just a complete sidebar. But uh, we had one big, interesting case come uh, across that we got to listen to. And uh, yeah, that was it. So my, my Karen Dash did work for the two days of jury duty, signed a lot of official documentations. My signature is now in the official uh, record of, I don't know, 61 different cases <laughs> coming, coming up to trial here in the state of Georgia. So You saw 60. Um, 61, 61. Jeez. So some of them are quick. How long do you spend per like like I don't know what you would call it session, like per each yeah. each person they're coming in. So we went full nine to five the first day, then we went like nine to two the second day. Okay. Um, some of them literally. So all you, you don't hear see is, any defendants. Do you? It's just the no, lawyers. Yeah, it's they the come lawyer in. and okay. and then the person responsible for investigating or the person or the yep. uh, officer who handled the case. Like so, very basic cases. A lot of them took like literally less than five minutes. It's like, hey, um, you know, we have one count of, um, you know. Um, I don't forget the right terminology, but basically a car chase, you know, like running from an officer, right? Yeah. Like, you know, they were, the officer tried to pull the person over from speeding. The person ran, you know, went 120 miles, 20 miles an hour. So it's reckless endangerment. So it's a felony. Um, you know, officer, what did you see? I pulled the, you know, they went go through, say I went, you know, had this person going 120 and a 70 and, you know, I attempted to pull them over. They would not comply. I eventually got them over X miles down the road, the end. And then we vote on that. Do we want this to go to, basically we'd say, do we want this to go to trial or should this go to trial? And do you vote like, in the do, room. You didn't have to leave. And the we're room not, to vote, yeah. right? Yeah, they leave yeah. the lawyer and the investigator oh. leave the room. And then we go do, we're not saying should or shouldn't this go to trial. We're saying, do they have the correct evidence to move this case forward? Right. Mm -hmm. Do they have the right person? And did that person likely commit a crime? 
and they have all that information, yes, this should move forward. Mm-hmm. That's basically what we're saying. Mm-hmm. So there like literally no cases did we turn down. So um, but there are a couple we had questions and were closer votes than other ones. Some right. were like that or like just very simple. But then we'd have a longer case where the investigator might spend, you know, twenty minutes explaining to us like all the details yeah. that they have. So so yeah. Um, if anyone's interested in our in our wild case, just go uh, Google Operation Viper and um you will enjoy what you find uh in that. <laughs> so Whoa, it was wait. Kind of amazing. I found one no, that's this is in London, so that's not no. USA. There's lots of Operation Vipers. Well, it's all one case and you're gonna get a lot of hits. Operation Viper and the 200 snakes being bought or sold from undercover officers with the Georgia Mm -hmm. Department. That is like my worst nightmare. Yeah. They're my biggest fear. Snakes are my biggest fear. So like death adders, king cobras, like the the most poisonous Gabon Vipers. So we got to hear from the investigator who was doing the undercover work on that case. It was freaking wild. Sounds horrible. I hate it so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So stationary wise in the rest of the courtroom, we obviously had like the lowest common denominator, little small legal pads, you know, just terrible paper that I was writing notes on, which was fine. Um, I lucked out that I got to keep using my pen because it had blue ink. I didn't even think about like, I'm going to have to have like a big photocopies, right? Can't can't photocopy Uh, black? No, you can, but you don't want, you want the original to be a uh, standalone so it's got to be separate it can't look the original can't look like a photocopy so they don't want the black on it so it's it's reverse huh. right they want the original to stand out to be the original so it's got to have blue ink so myself and the foreman use blue ink um all the lawyers use blue ink while they were writing on their documentation so the lawyers had i saw a uniball jet stream 1.0 millimeter i saw a uniball signo 207 um, I couldn't tell what tip size, probably 0.7, because um, there was there were some big notes on the the documents that I could see. Um, all retract uh, all retractable type pens, right? For a quick deployment, I saw some generic blue pens. Uh, no fancy pens. It was just all like basic. We got to use blue ink, and um, that was that was pretty much it. So, um, yeah, it was interesting. It was uh, I cannot believe how tired I was. By the time I was done doing this, for sitting there for like all day long listening to this, I was like, "Oh my god, I am exhausted from listening yeah. to all the the legalese." So it was uh, interesting. I'm glad it's done. So um, my uh, my stationary acumen uh, proved helpful, having the blue ink ballpoint pen, and uh, I signed my name a lot. So it, w- it was good. Well, lucky you were lucky. Mm, I guess. I mean, I volunteered for it. Like I was like, okay, cool. No, like I, to have I, the blue pen with you. I, mean, I was you lucky, lucky to have the blue. That. I yeah. could have brought anything else. Like I was thinking about bringing like a roadie and that would have had a black ink refill and then I'd had to use whatever blue ink generic pen they gave me, you know, from. Did anyone have Express any nice pens? Like even the people that seem to be going in there a lot? Uh, no, okay. no. So all the lawyers had like those basic, basic pens and then like all the jurors were provided pencils. Right. Okay. You know, and if they needed something. Right? I assume you weren't allowed to take anything away, right? Right, no, all of it was uh, trashed by the time we were done. Because I had a few notes on my thing, like you don't want any of that. But it's it's also like not like a private, necessarily like a private thing. All these go into the public fair. record, right? That's fair. So, yeah. So, this was not like we're, we were not on like a trial jury where it's, it's private. Yeah. So, 
anyway, it was uh, it was interesting. I w- I'm not gonna say it was fun, but like I, you know, it was. I'm glad it didn't last more than like the day and a half that we were there because and it was you didn't pretty. Have to pretty see tiny. anything that could change you as a person. Right, right. We did get lucky on that. There yeah. was nothing. There were some, you know, there was some extreme stuff, but nothing like nothing that's going to give me like a nightmares for like you know weeks. So yeah, I feel like you wouldn't that. have even if you even in the balance, you probably didn't see the worst stuff. I would assume. I don't know. I don't know how much evidence they show you, but no, not much. Yeah. Uh, like it's mostly just talking. There's not a lot of visual. It's yeah. just like, hey, here's the details of the case, and um, you know, let's uh, let's go through that and. Do we have, you know, all our I's dotted and T's crossed mostly is what we're doing. I have such complicated feelings about yeah. the jury system. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. feel like I may be too, too big for a pen podcast. Yeah. But just like this idea of like you said that they were talking in language that was complicated, right? But well, n- they're asking not- you to make decisions. No, so they have default language in every case. That's the basic. So they would have to list like the um, which code of the law did they break? You know, what are we charging him with? And it'd be G A C C nine five four three two eight seven nine in you know and just like all stuff like that, right? It's not like, like you just don't need like, to hear that. Right. And there'd have to be like each one that would have to end an official wording of like, you know, you know, under order of the state of Georgia and the, you know, blah, 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 district and on and on and on. And like, but like a hundred for like each charge in each of the 61 cases. And like one of them had like 51 charges. And it's like, oh my gosh. It's like the thing about it that becomes weird to me is like for when you actually go to a proper trial, it Mm -hmm. becomes like a show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, and so like, yeah, the legal professionals are actually putting on the best show they can for the jury, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. like that just feels wrong to me as like a, a way to handle this stuff. Like, right? Why it's can't a, it just it's be settled manipulative. It's, Yeah, yeah, it's it's manipulative, right? I mean, their job is to be like persuasive, and how are they going to do that? Well, yeah. they're going to prey on emotions and feelings and things like that, right? Yep as necessarily you know oh then facts are like round like secondary right <laughs> and that just feels wrong right so <laughs> yeah, say, yeah, you just yeah. if you have the best lawyer you're more likely mm-hmm. to get through no matter whether you did it or not yeah yeah so I we didn't know. have to deal with any of that I don't know. nope this was more this was like a procedural thing which uh-huh. i was not totally aware of how it was going to be i knew it was going to be that way but it was really just like very black and white procedural we have to read these yeah, words good. in the specific order we have to hear from the person involved and then you have to take a vote whether this goes to trial or not whether we have enough whether we have the right person and enough evidence to take this a trial and they're not going to stand in front of us if they don't generally speaking for sure All right, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website of your own, engage with your audience and sell your products, services, or the content that you create because Squarespace has got you covered. With Squarespace, you will be able to get easily started with a beautiful, best-in-class, awesomely customizable website template that you can really make fit the needs of the site that you want to make for your business, for your personal brand, for your band, for an event. No matter what it is, you just browse the categories to find the perfect site in place for you. And you could customize everything with just a few clicks with colors and layout. But they also give you like a structure of how the website should be. Like these are the types of things, these are the types of pages you might want for a website. Like I go back to this example so many times, but it was really awesome when we were making our wedding 
wedding website with Squarespace. We used the wedding template and it had like, you want this, you want like a page with the information, a page with things to do in the area, a page for your registry. It's like, oh, that's really clever. I hadn't thought of all this stuff. And so like they also, as well as just giving you a good design starting place, it's like actually the full design of the website in like a page structure, that kind of thing. So, but then mm-hmm. you can go even further. You can get blogging if you want to do that. I have powerful blogging tools to share what you're thinking about, what you're working on, and everything can be categorized, sh- shared automatically. You can also schedule your posts to make your content work for you. And then you can use insights to grow your business. If you've ever wondered where your site visitors are coming from, if you set up a store where your sales are coming from, and which channels are most effective for you, All of this can be analyzed in Squarespace so you can improve your website and build a marketing strategy around it. Go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required. Then build your whole website and when you're ready to launch it to the world, use the offer code penaddict and you will save yourself 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash penaddict and when you sign up, use the offer code penaddict to get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for this show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of the penaddict and all of Relay FM. Who's our shout out of the week, Brad? Oh, shout out of the week. Minimal Scholar, JP. Uh, I love reading Minimal Scholar. Uh, I have yet to meet JP in person. Maybe at DC. I think he goes to the DC pin show sometimes. I'm going to DC this year. So maybe I'll get to actually um, meet the mastermind behind Minimal Scholar. And what JP does is he'll have a regular weekly kind of what I'm using, right? Like the currently ink stuff. And there's always a pretty decent five six pin rotation uh-huh. why did i choose these nibs why did i choose these ink colors sometimes there's a theme of ink sometimes there's a theme of nibs you know all tiny nibs or all big nibs so i like the thoughtfulness um jp definitely writes a lot um as a scholar uh, i believe they're a teacher um so n- that's the other topic that JP writes about with with frequency is writing about writing like note taking indexing um, all of those type of things. And I always get a lot out of reading about other people's systems, right? Like I want to see what, how they're doing notes, you know, uh, JP's done some posts in the past where he'll be reading a book and we'll talk about how he takes notes while reading the book and how that stuff information is captured. Like all of those things are very, very interesting to me. And it's, uh, always done with like stationary right like it's all it's all pens and inks and paper so it's very fun lovely blog i've been following them for a few years and uh it's great uh keep it up jp great job so we just had a big weekend you had a big weekend weekend. Uh, lots of official documentation going around between you and i (laughs) is that yeah Okay, interesting. <laughs> oh, I guess so. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I see what mm-hmm. you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we just uh, not, you know, I wasn't involved, but we just mm-hmm. uh, new king and queen watched the whole affair. Mm-hmm. It was very regal, as you could imagine, but it was a. Uh, I, I kind of mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really nicely done. There was it was like quite a beautiful ceremony and the whole thing, and you know, it was it was interesting to watch as well as it was weird. It's like a very strange thing because obviously I've never got to see this, and it's like. It was super interesting to see how they manage all of the weirdness to it, but also I think added in quite a <laughs> lot of things that I liked. Like there was um, a lot of, whilst it is still quite a religious affair because that's just kind of what the monarchy is all tied up in. There was a lot of like 
mm-hmm. multi-faith representation, which I thought was good. It felt like maybe as modern you, as you could make something like this today. There's lots right. of music too, um, which was really good. Uh, it was it was a very it was also just like super weird, super interesting. But I had, I, I find it kind of fascinating. But obviously, the biggest moment for me was when they gave a document of some description, some kind of declaration to King Charles for him to sign. And he pulled out a fountain pen, <laughs> which I think concealed a Sharpie. It is like maybe a two millimeter stub nib that this guy's got running on this thing. I've zoomed into that thing and that's about what it looks like. It, it's the, I, it might be, I think it's probably like double broad. Yeah, but it I'm was, guessing. it was a fat wet line there yeah, that he yeah. signed. And obviously my mind went to what is the pen, right? Obviously, of course, there were lots of articles written. I'll put one in the show notes of like, that he it worked the pen worked because obviously you know listeners to the show <laughs> that's, know that's the key yeah, yeah. that he had issues with his pens working, um, so yeah I it was I was really intrigued what is this pen and I've been doing some digging and looking around I've seen a bunch of TikToks and stuff like that in my searching of people trying to work this out, mm-hmm. and Fibba wrote in asking the question and then sending in a second thing to penoutfeedback.com. Uh, suggesting that it might be an Onoto pen because they have mm-hmm. made a pen called the Coronation Pen, which is a very expensive pen. I don't think this is it. Mm-hmm. I feel very confident in that, actually, that it is not that pen. My expectation is, I don't know who made this. I can't work that out. This is not a pen that anybody else could buy. This was a 100% custom-made piece. That's That's my thinking. I assume by some British brand, right? Because mm-hmm. why would you not? We ha- we have them. Um, and that was historically the way it was done too. Like, Adina was looking around. She could find things about, like, the the pen from uh, Queen Elizabeth's coronation. There's mm-hmm. information about that. But there's nothing that I've been able to find to say who made this pen. Um, but I expect it's, I, you know, it's a British brand of some description, but this is a purely, like, 100% custom for him made product yeah and we can't really get a close enough shot of the nib to see um the nib looks refined enough to be for it to be like a legitimate maker like a like an anodo not just like maybe like a you know a metalsmith making like a nib although they could be very etched and we do do know people who have that oh i expect um, it is a pen brand right like a well-known pen brand but Mm -hmm. I just yeah, think I mean, this, I think this was a like, custom-made pen by that pen brand. That's what I would expect. Yeah, but maybe between like you know, Anoto, Conway Stewart, some of the the Yardalead or yeah, Yardalead. That would be a good choice. What I can't tell if this is like a silver with a bunch of etching, or is this like mother of pearl like inlay type? I of think it's silver. Thing. I just think mm-hmm. from from when I was watching it, it looked very silver, um, mm-hmm, and I expect mm-hmm. it is a silver pen. Um, yeah. Or like white gold or something, right? But it, right, it, it looked right. pure metal uh, from the imagery okay. that I saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, if anybody knows, know. like, can, can give us evidence, right? Like, we can all make a, like, you could point to this and nod to them and be like, maybe it was them because they made a coronation pen. But, right. like, the pen that they are calling the coronation pen does not look like this one to me. Yeah, hopefully it'll come out eventually, right? I mean, it's that's now like in the in the history books, right? I mean, if you so made it, why would be, you so. not, right? Like, if you, yeah, you yeah, were yeah, responsible yeah. for making this thing, surely you'd want yeah. to talk about it. 
I know there was a there was a big Reddit thread I was following trying to sort it out, and it was the same kind of conversations that we're having. I don't know if it ever came to a conclusion and they got any further, but mm. um, there just weren't many images outside of like either the live TV or the images that we're getting, and they're just not telling enough to like totally say. And no, no brand has had the press release right saying no, that not that know, I've been able it. to and find here's, anyway. Yeah, here's the cost, here's the materials, right? There's usually like a full detailing of of pins like this, right? You know, how we made it, what it's what are the materials, what's the, you know, the what are the specs of the pin and stuff like that. So, uh one comment on the actual uh, handwriting, he is a uh he is a very far back gripper when signing pen, when signing documents. This was uh the same as the the initial documents he was signing when you know the the world was fascinated with his uh terribly working pen so this is very much a marker <laughs> marker yeah. type pen signature so uh i always find that interesting so yeah we will i will want to get the um the pen specs i actually i'm obviously interested in the ink right to to see you know we're using you know your diamine registrars type of ink situation what did they make like you know we had that post from a week or two ago talking about like the special ink created for the coronation invitations uh did yours ever come like did you ever get your invitation i think you got lost in the mail maybe when uh, we moved and they hadn't updated yeah, our address i true, expect true, that's true. what happened because i didn't get yeah, my invitation. timing yeah, i will say there was, was i was one person i was looking for in the crowd and couldn't find him johnny ive mm-hmm. i'm assuming was he say. was invited right I would think so. Well, he designed the seal, so yes, he, yeah, I, I, I couldn't find there. him. Maybe he was there, maybe yeah. he wasn't. But I was keeping my eye out. Yeah. So, what what pen did you use to sign your fealty to the king? Did did didn't have to do that. There was this thing oh, where they okay. were saying that like they were going to ask the public if they wanted to do it during the coronation, yeah, and people that's what got I was to. real mad about it, and they didn't do that in the end. What a terrible decision that would have been. <laughs> See, I don't think so. I mean, maybe people are going to hate me for just, this, but it was an option. It was like, you didn't have yeah, to yeah, do it. But, but you're asking for trouble. Well, yeah. Like you're you're I mean, literally asking for trouble. <laughs> that's the thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> because this is a thing that you do if you are becoming a citizen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to do it. And so there was right. something about it where it's like, I've experienced that. So this is where maybe my, my feeling comes across as different. It's like, I experienced Adina do that. And it was mm-hmm. a very beautiful moment. Like, it meant right. a lot to me. It was very emotional. And I just thought about, like, all of the people that truly cared, like, enough to want to become citizens, pledged to the queen and now they might want to pledge to the king as well like that was kind of where i was coming from and so like to me it was kind of like as an option like to to do it but yeah people didn't like it so they changed (laughs) yeah that that turned around real quick real Mm. quick so big big stationary week for in, in both of our lives crazy times it's it's funny that like we really think about this stuff. It's like I worried about what pen I was bringing to jury duty. You wanted to see what pen the king's writing with. Yeah, cool. <laughs> you know, it's it's cool. Yeah, I I love talking about this stuff. And those two of equal importance. Absolutely. All <laughs> right, let's take our second break, and then I want to hear all about the Chicago Pen Show. How's that sound? All right. All right, I'm happy to say that this episode is brought to you by our friends over at Uni Pizza Ovens, the world's number one pizza oven company. They make a wide range of surprisingly small ovens that are powered by your choice of either wood, charcoal, gas, or now electricity as well. 
Brandaldi, letting you make restaurant-quality pizza at home. Uni Pizza ovens are incredibly easy to use. They'll fit into any outside space, and now they have the Uni Vault oven, which can fit into an inside space as well. Uni Pizza ovens can reach temperatures of up to 900 degrees Fahrenheit or 500 degrees Celsius. This is what enables you to cook restaurant-quality pizza in as little as 60 seconds. That high temperature is what you need to really separate the pizza that you're making from what you can make in a conventional oven. It's just not going to do the job without it. One of Uni's most popular models is the Coda 16. This is the one that Brad has. Um, mm-hmm. This will cook up to 16-inch pizzas with an innovative L-shaped burner at the back. This is a gas model, but they do multi-fueled models as well, like the Unikaru, where you have one pizza oven and you can choose wood, charcoal, or gas to give you a different effect. Uh, and Uni Pizza Ovens start at just $299 with free shipping to the US, the UK, and the EU. They make an awesome app that can help you perfect your dough recipe to give you pizza-making tips, and they sell all of the tools that you're going to need from ex- and accessories, from peels to cutters to oven tables. Uni Pizza Ovens are always in high demand, so you should never... If you want it, don't miss out as the weather's starting to change as well. You know, maybe where you live is starting to get a little bit warmer. I know it is for me, and I think it's always warm for Brad, but maybe it's just different. Um, You can maybe go outside and make some pizza yourself. Listeners of this show can get 10% off their purchase of an Uni Pizza Oven, which is up to $50 off an Uni Coda 16. Just go to uni.com, that's O-O-N-I.com, and use the code ADDICT2023 at checkout. And you will get that awesome 10% off at uni.com, O-O-N-I.com, and the code ADDICT2023 for 10% off. Uni Pizza Ovens are the best way to bring restaurant-quality pizza to your own backyard or home. Our thanks to Uni Pizza Ovens for the support of this show and Relay FM. I saw Christian cooking in his vault the other day. He was mm-hmm. putting p- pictures out on Mastodon. I was like, man, that is just sick. That looks so cool. I, I, like, I, I really like that. my Coda. If hmm? we hadn't moved. Now we've moved and I go to backyard, I want the gas one. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Like, I wouldn't want to trade it out, but, like, I get the option of that and, like, watching him uh, and seeing what he was doing with that. I was but like, when yeah, we were in the apartment, I would have mm-hmm. got the vault. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Speaking of pizza, Mike, Chicago, big pizza town. Deep dish, baby. <laughs> Do you have any I had dish? some. I did. I did. First, oh, yeah. uh, first night I was there, Friday night. Oh, or, yeah. uh Friends at uh, Kanalea took me over to Lou Malnati's for uh, a little oh, deep dish, little on. thin crust, kind of little the mixture uh, of all the things. So That's yeah, my it, favorite. It good. I know people have, I'm sure if you're in Chicago, you have your favorites, but I've been to Lou Malnati's a few times and I've, mm-hmm. I always have a good time, including when I was there accidentally in September mm. last year, where <laughs> we, <laughs> as I tend to be, whenever going to or from Memphis, I have at least one problem. And uh, we had an issue with our flight and we had to stay over the night in Chicago. And uh, we ended up, uh, we, we stayed over and we arrived late. And we're like, look, we're in Chicago just until the morning. I want to get a deep dish. We're like, all right, let's do it. The problem with deep dishes, it takes a really long time to cook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and yeah. we were <laughs> so tired. And it was like <laughs> half past 11 at night and yeah. the Marie and uh, deep dish pizza. At like half past yep. 11 Chicago time. Yep, yep. So, but it's worth it. That's the move. All right, so this uh, this trip was worth it. It was good to get back to Chicago. It had been about five years since I've been. 
to the Chicago Pins show, literally nothing had changed. Uh, same hotel, same location, same general setup within hotel atrium filled with vendors, hotel ballroom filled with vendors, all um, basically connected. Uh, one big show is really good. I actually, when I say nothing has changed, I mean that kind of in a positive way, like because mm-hmm. I I like the setup and I like the location and I like the hotel. Yes, it's out in the suburbs of Chicago. You're not really getting downtown without a hall um but like for a pin show for a self-contained pin show we talk a lot of times about how you know we're not necessarily um going around town for the show you're in and around the hotel as much as possible so you kind of want those amenities right there and have some options outside of the hotel close by like walking over to food which was easily done at the chicago show so that was great so um i like i actually like the the location and the layout and the size of the show it's a good medium-sized show similar to to Baltimore uh, as far as size goes like bigger than Atlanta uh, for sure and um, the crowds I thought were really nice you know it was Friday I got, I got in hmm, one two o'clock Friday afternoon um, so it wasn't overly busy Friday afternoon you know it was a decent enough crowd um, not slammed. Uh, Saturday seemed to be busy from open to close, which was great. And then I wasn't there Sunday to see what the Sunday was like, but, um, it was very crowded on uh, Saturday and uh, Friday night. And, um, it, it was, it was a good time. So, um, I had two priorities on my list for heading into the show. One was to, get my initials painted on my plotter. So I picked up a plotter narrow at the San Francisco pen show. That is now what I use um, pretty much every day during the week. It's kind of like my main planner task list to do list calendar. Um, and they brought uh, some of the team over from Japan to Chicago. They had an event earlier in the week at Atlas stationers, which is a local stationary shop in Chicago like uh, the Wednesday before the show, I think they had an in-store event. So they were definitely bringing, uh, they, they brought a crew with them to Chicago. And I'm very appreciative of, of them for like traveling from Japan over to this show. So they had mm. an, an artisan like painting, like hand painting initials on uh, plotters. So they had appointments like every 20 minutes, uh, Friday and Saturday. I was planning on getting, getting up early, going and doing that Saturday, but I came in, Friday afternoon was hanging out over there. They had one spot open for Friday afternoon. So I took that spot and uh, got that done. So that was the first thing I did. I just went ahead and knocked that out right out the gate. was very happy with that. Um, The second thing on my list was to check out Newton pens. I wanted to get a prospector, which is one of Sean Newton's oldest designs. It's very um, visually striking and, it's something that I wanted to pick out in person. Like I, I've never owned a prospector. I've always enjoyed seeing them and enjoyed like enjoyed uh, you know getting to handle other people's prospectors. And I they kind of it wasn't like my first choice when I was buying like a Newton pen. Like I've had a Shinobi for years, um, but I've kind of it's kind of grown on me. Is like I really oh, I really want design. that pen. Yeah, yeah. So it took a while for me to like get there to like decide. I was like, yeah. The more I use them, the more I kind of fell in love with them. So I wanted to be sure if I was going to get one, I wanted to pick it out in person. I knew Sean was going to be there. And fortunately, um, there was a model or color material that I liked. So he makes them in 
three different sizes. There might be four, but I think it's three different sizes. Um, and I bought the smallest, uh, which is still a big pen, but it fits like a number six Yobo nib. And then he makes a, one that's a little bit bigger than that, that also fits a number six Yobo nib. And then he makes one even bigger that's designed around a number eight size nib. So um, when I say I bought the smallest one, it's still, you know, a very, very big normal size pen. It's just all the rest of them are bigger. So it was nice to talk with Sean and Liz hadn't seen them in a while. Um, you know, he let me just kind of, you know, go to town testing out all the pens, you know, I was swapping nibs in and out to just kind of get a good feel of what size I wanted, picked one out, picked out a cool material. Um, I haven't had time to even really unpack all my stationery from the show because I went right into the jury duty thing Monday morning. So I'll have some pictures and start talking about all this stuff later this week. I'm getting back to a, a more normal schedule starting on Thursday this week. Mm. Um, so yeah, I got that. It was great. I am very, very happy with that. He, you know, he, uh, one of the things I didn't know when I bought the pen is he fits his Yovo nibs with the Ebonite feeds from, I believe it's flexible nib factory. So that's kind of like a nice little upgrade. That's a very nice, a uh, good flow feed, right? That's um, it's kind of it's not even an add-on. It's basically included with the purchase. So then I got uh, Gina from Custom Nib to, uh, Studio to put a cursive italic grind on a fine steel Yovo nib, and I'm just kind of been, you know, using that ever since uh, I got it. It's it's really really great. That's my only pen I bought uh, for myself. So, um, I did good like really just knocking out the two things I want to do on Friday. But that put me in position on Saturday to just be wide open, <laughs> which is not always the best thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Worst place to be wide open is yeah. at a pen show. Yeah, yeah. So um, I bought a lot of accessories and ink uh, and things like that. The rest of the show, I didn't buy any more pins for myself. I got some pins for review and giveaway. Uh, obviously, I, I tend to do that a lot at shows. I like to pick up some maker stuff, which I will talk about. Uh, in coming weeks when I do reviews and subsequent giveaways, things like that. But it's always great to see Angela from Inky Converters. Um, they always have like the coolest like stationary accessories. You know, uh, I bought some washi tape and some stamps and um, <laughs> they make they make uh, stationary themed band-aids now. I was like, well, I have no use for these, but hell yeah, I'm buying those. <laughs> like, who doesn't want a Band-Aid with an ink bottle on it? I do. So, um, you know, things like that, you know, and I've bought desk pads from them in the past and uh, desk mats, um, you know, keychain stickers, buttons, all that pins, all that PIN pins, all that fun stuff. And it's just, she designs all the stuff. We're great artwork and it's just so much fun stuff. And I, I love Angela so much. She does a great job. Um, I got to see Dan Keller from Good Made Better, who I haven't seen. I don't even know the last time I've seen uh, Dan. You'll know Dan from the Inkwell, mostly. Uh, using it right now. Yep, yep. So I picked up a couple of uh, different model Inkwells that I uh, don't have, uh, mostly for giveaway stuff. I uh, got to talk about to him about the uh, Rightwell Kickstarter, um, all the, the work he's doing. Um, it's really cool to see someone who you met like the first time 
that they were just like putting like random like wooden like pin holders on a table at a pin show you know five six years ago uh, into now just like a really refined maker and super well respected uh, artisan and, and creator so it's it's really cool to see it was great to to hang out with him his kids uh, a couple of the kids were there uh, helping out so we talked for a while uh, thoroughly enjoyed hanging out with him uh, I finally got to meet uh, Eric Gama of Amarillo Stationery so uh, he had been on a friend of the show podcast with me longtime uh, friend talked to him all the time it was great to actually meet in person instead of over zoom so got to check out all his wares came away with some um, an awesome item from him which I will share uh, at a later date like literally none of this stuff is unpacked <laughs> it, it's all in bags on my desk I just haven't had time um i got to meet uh uh brendan uh from atlas stationers which is like the big chicago stationery shop nowadays um they did a uh bang up business it looked like at the show every time i went by their tables they had they had most of two aisles um probably like an aisle and a half worth of tables. It was just crazy busy. Wow. Um, the whole time they did a good job. They had a bunch of staff working. Like it, it was just packed. Like I'm glad I talked to them on Friday because there's no way I would have talked to them on, on Saturday. So that was cool. So, you know, maybe I'll be talking with them in the future. See if we can, uh, you know, work up some, some in-store visits or something like that down the line. That's always fun to, to think about future projects to do. Uh, I finally got to meet uh, Jeffrey Coleman of Tintarius Podcast. Uh, picked up some of the awesome Sailor inks that he collaborates with um, for the podcast. And I had bought the first ones, the uh, uh, the tortilla. Gosh, I'm, I don't have all the names in front of me. The first ones were the tortilla and the habanero. I don't know. It wasn't a habanero. It was a, it was a different type of um, pepper or maybe a chipotle. Um, were the first set and this set was uh, blue corn or uh, gosh corn and i think agave i don't i'm terrible so there was two new inks a blue one and a purple one i picked those up uh those came out a little while ago but i haven't had them yet so i picked up a couple bottles of those uh to give away of course um it was fun seeing uh patrick from papier plume who i haven't seen since chicago the last time i was in chicago um they always tend to come from new orleans to this show and it was great getting to talk with him for a little bit and he said you know the store is doing super well in new orleans they're having a great time they're making all kinds of things now um they've always made their own inks and he said they're just dabbling into making more stuff and everything's going super well so that was great to hear i got to check out ian shone's uh, monarch nibs that he anodized mm. so he brought a set of anodized uh, monarch nibs i came this close to buying my monarch nib because i was talking with gina and they let me borrow their own personal grinded monarch and i was like well if I, i've been holding off one to get something finer right and i'm like well could you do that for me if i bought one and they were like yeah of course i was like oh great that's that's like the last thing i wanted to hear <laughs> i feel like that's not the way to do it though because if ian is going to do finer nibs Yes, yes. Then I'm just saying, like, if he's yeah. going to do it, you should wait and do that. Yeah. In the sense of like, what it would be to review this product, mm -hmm. because if you bought it and had it ground, it's not the same right. thing anymore. That's fair. 
that's fair. So yeah, I am completely fine holding. I was actually tempted if if some the most of the anodized nibs sold like right away. So if there was like a really cool one, I might have had a hard time waiting. <laughs> but um, there there was just a, a couple left. They had been blown out um, pretty well over the the show. Um, I got given something that's already up on the website for giveaway. Uh, my good friend Marty Henderson. Uh, Retro 51 Connoisseur uh, collaborated with Retro on a um, a model that is sold uh, through Drum Goals. It's called Sprinkle Ops. Have you seen this one? I don't think we ever talked about it on the I've show. I've seen it, and it's awesome. Yeah. But I have it's a question. Awesome. Sure, sure. So I've been seeing this pen around a lot, and I've been seeing mm-hmm. it like uh, being posted with loads of products that look like this like knives and stuff right right so this what is, is going so Mar- on here <laughs> yes so <laughs> marty's into the, the the very edc type of carry thing and when i saw him in atlanta this hadn't come out yet but he had the prototype and the way he was explaining it to me is that this style was initially like in the edc world like as like knife handles and bags and yeah. all this other accessories before before this so this is like you know in addition to like all the other edc type gear that came before it so it's like it's he basically the way, best way he explained it to me is it's a whole thing right like but that's it's what literally i'm just confused like how like why like it's right, awesome yeah, i don't know but it's like because i i found one of marty's posts like yeah shows all yeah. of their sprinkle thing it's like i'm just really confused about it like why are mm-hmm. there so many knives that look just like this you know i, I don't know but i'm way in on it <laughs> i want one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is also why i'm asking but i literally had no idea this existed before marty um shared the pen with me then he showed me like all the different things like he had some of the other stuff with him like one of the little pouches that's in, a, yeah. in the image and one of the knives um in atlanta i was like really this is like a whole thing i was like yeah so uh he gave me uh a, a pen and a single pen sleeve to give away on the blog. And I was yep. told him I would be, he said, he said, you know, he can here. I just, I, I talked to Larry, you know, Dromgul, we wanted to give you one and you, you can do whatever you want with it, you know, keep it, use it, review it, give it away. I was like, Oh, I'm going to give it away. So like that is already up on the blog. So I promised him I would do that. Um, because I, I, I need, I need someone else to win this. So I'm not tempted to open it and use it for myself. And maybe I'll just go buy one on my own. I think there's, there's not many left. There was only 500 of these. Um, I'm sure they're probably going to sell out, uh, without, without question. So like it was, it was a great show just from seeing people that I haven't seen in a long time meeting people in person for the first time that I've talked to, like, heck, I mean, you know, Eric from Amarillo and I have like had like zoom calls, you know, together and, you know, chatted and stuff like that, yeah. but never met in person. So it's great to be able to do that. The hangouts at night were really good. Chicago has some good space. Um, it doesn't necessarily look like that when you walk in, it's like, Oh, where are we going to hang out? But like you can hang out at the bar has like tons of like movable seating. So we could mm-hmm. get into like these long tables and just spread out and, you know, throw all our stuff on the table and, you know, share pens, talk pens, play with things, talk about stationary. Um, and then when the bar closed at 11, you know, you could just move right out into like the foyer area and there was enough seating uh, to just kind of hang out a little bit more if you wanted to. So it was, it was very comfortable in, in that aspect on Saturday night. Um, well, like after dinner, I went to dinner with um, Sarah and Kimberly 
from the Pen Addict, who were writing right for the Pen Addict. They were both at the show. I brought my microphone and we recorded a uh, episode of Friend of the Show that'll be coming out for Pen Addict members. Just the three of us. Um, we got <laughs> this was uh, give full credit to Eric Gamma. This was uh, he's just like, oh, you should call this. Um, the Pen Attic Performance Reviews podcast where I review uh, Sarah oh and Kimberly's God. work. Oh <laughs> <laughs> so that so it was the Performance Reviews podcast. So we talked a little bit about that, but basically we just cut up for about 30, 40 minutes and I'll, yeah. I'll have that out. I haven't listened to it yet. It was on this one mic that I record this podcast with, mm-hmm. which is not, you know, like a, a spatial pickup type of mic. So, you know, we definitely had to play past the mic. So who knows how it sounds, but yeah, I don't even care. That, it should you, be fun. It should be okay. But it, yeah, yeah. If, if like someone's talking and they haven't got the mic yeah. in front of them with the microphone yeah. that you use, you're just like, yeah. say goodbye. Like it's not happening. Yep. Yep. So know there, know there's, there's some of that, but yeah, we were, we, so hopefully, uh, hopefully it comes out good because we had a, we had a fun time cutting up and, uh, that was pretty much it. It was a really, smooth fun show um i i really enjoyed it uh it was a pretty quick trip um o'hare airport is awful i just wanted to go ahead and get that out there it is so convoluted and just tacked on everywhere it's complicated but Mm -hmm. once you understand the layout of o'hare i actually Mm kind of i kind of like it but i know what you mean because sometimes to get from one place to another place you have mm-hmm. to walk down like long aisles, yeah. right? When it's just like it's just over there, but I can't get to it. Yeah, it's lots of outs and ins and arounds. Mm-hmm. Like it's nothing seems very very direct, and it's very under construction. Which, like, I mean, all airports are like perpetually under construction because they're so massive. Um, but it was a it was a hot mess. It was it was fine. Like it was fine. So uh, the the travel, the air travel was fine. So like in the you know the boarding and all that. Um, not a lot of good uh, restaurants open uh, in the in the morning uh, for food. But otherwise, it was uh, it was good. I, I that it was not bad enough to like mar any kind of trip. But it was just like mm. I'm spoiled with Atlanta for being so gigantic, but so efficient and properly laid out. Uh, I'm, I'm very spoiled, so it's it's hard to get busier and bigger than Atlanta. Um, so I have a, a lot to compare it to, and it, it just does not work like Atlanta whatsoever. But that, I won't let that mar what was really really a great trip. Um, yeah, like lots of good memories made in two quick nights, right? Like yeah. that's that's kind of the way you want it, right? It was it was very good. Uh, spent way too much money. Um, not just not like on pens, but like like a lot of, just I was buying like all the accessory stuff. So I have lots of I'm I'm set for giveaways, uh, for the next several months. Uh, just in all the things I bought, um, to to review or to give away and stuff like that. But it was just le- it was a legit good time. I I, I've always recommended the Chicago Pen Show from you know five and six years ago when I was going to it a couple times. Um, and I, I would not hesitate to recommend it to anyone who could get to it again. I really want to go. I really want to yeah. go. I love Chicago. Uh, so Chicago is th- a great town. high on my list of, sh- of shows to go to at some point. Yeah. This would be one to, to tack on to, yeah. right? Yeah, like you go to the show because you're out in the, out in the suburbs, but then you tack on a couple days in town. Um, yeah, it would be similar totally to how I did San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like be in San Francisco and then go out to the Pentrix. The Pentrix not in San Francisco, right? So right. spent a couple days in the city, yeah, um, doing stuff, and then went down to the show, and yeah, it's great. 
So yeah, good stuff. All right, if you want to catch links to this week's episode, you can find them in your podcast app of choice. So you can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 563. You will find a link there to send in feedback for the show, but you can also go to penaddictfeedback.com and you can send us your follow-up, your RSTPA questions, anything you like for future episodes. If you want to find Brad before next week's show, you can go to penaddict.com, spokedesign.com, twitch.tv slash penaddict, and Instagram. It's at Pen Addict. Mastodon at Pen Addict. Do you want Blue Sky yet? No. <laughs> no. Do I need many. to be? Tell I've asked for an I invite. I, I wouldn't mind having my name on there, but I if any I will I will say this. Like this is not the digression you were looking for. If anything, they're just gonna keep coming fast and furious. I would rewind completely back to micro.blog is what I would do. Yeah. To be honest, is the yeah. way I'm thinking about this whole yeah. situation that we're in right now. I like my Mastodon. I like my micro.blog. I'm good. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind having my name on yeah, Blue Sky. But I, I, kind of feel I really I, don't care. One of them I'm really not interested. I don't yeah. know what I'll do with it, but I kind of got to be in all the places I feel like if I'm yeah. going to contribute at all. So I'm at yeah. Mike, I-M-Y-K-E. That's where you'll find me everywhere. And you go to cortexbrand.com. The Mark 1 is back. The Cortex Yeah, I saw Mark the pictures. They look great. In blue and black, both in limited yeah. numbers. So if you're interested, you can go and get one. We have uh, some in, and we're also about, to, this isn't important for the listener, but we're about to, to uh, have a very, very, important restock of the psychic notepad because nice. we are about 10 days away from selling out so we nice, were nice. able to get some rushed and sent over yeah did a thing i've never done before brad did a partial mm. shipment okay so we ordered like however many thousand and mm-hmm. got one thousand of them mm-hmm. put on a plane yes while they're uh, still making a- the rest and they're going to pull yeah. the boat it was a time timing uh, inventory thing, right? Because like if we would have waited, it was a management on the boat. They would right. we would have gone out of stock within like ten days. Yep. Hey, one more business thing before mm-hmm. we get out. When is our Lego going to post for uh, Relay FM members? That's a great question. You know? It's going to be on the eighteenth. So okay. I was going to mention it more next week, but we have a okay. member special coming out on. Well, the Well, you're 18th. not going to mention it next week because I'm not talking to you next week. You know what? You're so smart. And it's such mm-hmm. a great point. So we have recorded our member special <laughs> and it is going to be available on the 18th. If you are a Relay FM member during this time of the year, you will get, uh, no matter what show you support, a bunch of extra content from various Relay FM shows. It's only available for Relay FM members. This year, Brad and I conducted the ultimate friendship test once again, where Brad built a Lego set. I had the instructions and I had mm. to guide him through. We also, during this conversation, also spoke about golf because we were talking about yeah. that we might do that. We actually combined the two. So mm-hmm. during the build, we were also talking about my foray uh, into golf you'll be happy to know brad that this is now breaking the timeline the clubs that i ordered arrived today i'm, I'm gonna go hopefully pick them up before the end of the week so i, I nice. will have my clubs i enjoy um, so seeing that, your pictures yeah i will you bet they will that will all be available for you to listen to on the 18th of may in the relay fm crossover feed which all members get access to i'll put a link in the show notes to the relay fm uh, crossover feed but you have to be a member to get access to it uh, but yeah, you can go to relay.fm slash membership. You can find out more about all of our shows that are available for you to sign up for. You can sign up to support this show. I really appreciate it. But no matter what show you support uh, during membership season, you will get uh, access to this bonus content. And we really hope that you enjoy it. Yep. And one more thing for next week. I have 
a chat coming up with Bryce from Luxury Brands, the U.S. distributor for uh, Platinum, Colorverse, uh, Waldman, among other things. So uh, we already have next week's show done and a really good conversation. If you ever wondered what uh, a distributor's job is, Bryce and I tried to cover that for y'all next week. Yeah, because I'm not going to be around next week. So yep. please enjoy that. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>